Welcome to Life Church of Mobile's audio podcast. We hope that this teaching will challenge you in any season of life you may be in. Thanks for joining us and enjoy. We're still talking about today about a lot of a little, but I've got a new name for this. And uh, it was birthed in me as literally this morning early. And uh, everybody say with me, what do you see? And what do you say? One more time. What do you see? And what do you say? Last year, of course, was, you know, let me just real quickly review for just a moment. It was a, a year when we saw a lot of things happen. We said, wow, Lord, wow. And there was a lot of wow, Lord, wow. And there was a lot of wow, Lord, wow. I didn't, that didn't you know, I, I didn't see that coming exactly like that. But God's been faithful through it all. Can I get an Amen. But again, as I just prayed, I know that 2018 is going to be a year of restoration, a year of harvest, and and more than that, coming into the fullness of your calling and your gifting. Everybody that receives that, wave at me and say, I receive it. Amen. But we're using that scripture out of Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10, that says this, do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Well, we've also been talking about Psalms chapter 37, and uh, just real quickly, let's look over there, and just just give me a moment here to kind of idle my motor and, and remind you of some things that we've said. At verse 3, it says this, trust in the Lord and do good, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Everybody say, trust in the Lord. And do good. If you don't have any other word from God, you've got that one. And, and I began to realize this week that Jesus modeled this. A scripture that I have preached on all through the years, but I never saw it till this week. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Jesus modeled Psalm 37. That was his ministry. He went about doing good. Do something for somebody else even when you can't fix your own situation sometimes. (laughs) Boy, I tell you what. If you're going to wait till everything in your life is fixed the way you think it ought to be fixed before you ever begin to do good for somebody else, you'll never do good for somebody else. How many of you ready to do good? But you know what? It requires trusting in the Lord. And again, I've been talking about that. I'm not going to take time to do that today, but that is our commission, I believe. And if you don't get any other word for 2018, tell your neighbor right now, trust in the Lord and do good. Boy, that's, that, that is really powerful right there. But I want you to turn with me very quickly to 1 Kings chapter 8. One more time, say, what do you see and what do you say? In 1 Kings chapter 44... I mean, 1 Kings 18, rather, verse 44, it says this. And Elijah said unto Ahab, we're talking about the small things. 
Things that seem small and insignificant. At verse 41 of 1 Kings 18, follow me in my notes, you're going to have to scroll on down. And Elijah said, everybody say said. Elijah said unto Ahab, get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink. And Elijah went up to the top of of Carmel. He cast himself down upon the earth, put his face between his knees, and said to his servant, go up now and look toward the sea. He went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And he said, go again. And he did it seven times. Seven times. It came to pass at the seventh time that he said, behold, (laughs) there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea. Somebody's, that word is for you right now. I don't know what your sea is and I don't know what your situation is. But I am prophesying over you today, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea. And I believe you are coming into your seventh time. Come on, somebody receive this. Maybe it's somebody watching. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up and say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot, get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. What do you see and what do you say? When I read this, I suddenly realized that Elijah looked in the natural for what he already saw in the spirit. He was looking in the natural for something that was already in his spirit. Only God could do what needed to happen. Is there anybody in here that in 2018, Loosedale, <laughs> I got my Loosedale bunch. I love my Loosedale bunch. They bought me a t-shirt for Christmas. This talks about Loosedale. I wore it already. I'm so proud of that thing. Is there anybody in this house that in 2018 needs something to happen that only God can do? Well, I'll tell you what, I got my hands up. Glory be to God. Only God could do what needed to be done. But what, here's the thing. What is one small cloud, think about it now, one small cloud the size of a man's hand in an entire nation that was in drought. If you look at it in the natural, here is something so small, a cloud the size of a man's hand, you can't even get a South Alabama rainstorm out of that during summertime. Come on. By the way, uh, Drew was talking about, have you ever been to Russia? You've been with us? I felt like I was in Russia this past week. I think somebody from Russia sent us something over here. You can have that cold weather back, bless y'all's hearts. Thank God. It got up to 50 and I felt like I was ready to go swimming or something. It was, anybody know what I'm talking about? Thank God it's warmer today. 
But what is one small cloud the size of a man's hand in an entire nation that is plagued by drought? So Elijah goes and he gets in the prayer position. And I believe with all of my heart what he's doing is he sees something in his spirit. And he is going to stay in the presence of God until what he sees in his spirit is manifested in the natural. He is not going to leave. He is not going to give up on what he sees in his spirit. How many of you are seeing something in your spirit? Come on. Has God given you a vision for 2018? I want you to wave at me like this. Come on. Has God given you something in your spirit? What, are, what do you see and what do you say? He gets in that prayer position. And some have talked about in the birthing position. Of course, the Bible says, go into your closet and do what? And pray in secret. And what will happen? God will reward you. Come on, come on, come on, come on now. We're going somewhere with this. And you know what? Uh, who was it? It was uh, Drew or somebody, maybe a coach or Drew. One of, one of them t- touched on this this morning. But let me just say this right now. Let me insert this. Faith isn't measured by the length or year or make of your car or necessarily how big your bank account is. I'm not against any of that. But that's not how faith is measured. What do I mean by that? These are all things you can get via the world systems and man's ways. So just because you have those things doesn't mean that's necessarily a result of your faith. Stay with me. I'm not against any of those things. Faith is measured by what we do when we are outnumbered by the 450 prophets of Baal and there is no way out and we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and on the sixth time there's still nothing and we send our servant and he said, do you see anything? Nothing today. 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 Do you see anything? I think I'm at five. Nothing today. Do you see anything? Nothing today. Oh, but on the seventh day, do you see anything? I, Master, I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. And then he says, you better get your galoshes. Do they still make galoshes? I don't know. Boy, I am dating myself there. I used to have some rubber galoshes, them things buckled. You remember, anybody old enough to remember those things? They wouldn't keep you warm, but they would, you know, maybe keep you dry. He said, you better get your rain gear. Let me say it this way. You better get your rain gear ready. Somebody's not, somebody to get this. Tell your neighbor right now, you better get your rain gear ready. He says, he says that he says, get your chariot ready and you better get going. Lest the rain come and stop you. And all there was, was a cloud the size of a man's hand. Oh my. Hopelessness is always a revelation of sight challenge. Anytime you feel hopeless, it is because you are not seeing what God is wanting you to see. Well, I'm telling you, that was a hopeless situation right there, a helpless situation. And he said, if you just, 
you go servant. And when you see anything, you tell me. And he said, I see a cloud, the size of a man's hand. Faith is measured by the ability to see a lot coming out of a little. It is measured by the ability to see how God can take 10% or 15% or 20% and make it go farther than if I had kept 100% when I only end up with what looks like 90% or 85% or 80%, how God can take that and turn it around and make it go farther than if I kept 100%. How many of you have been tithing for a lot of years? I want to ask you one question. Is God faithful? Come on, say amen. My God is faithful. Faith is measured by the ability to see a lot coming out of a little. The disciples saw a boy's lunch and too many people. Jesus saw a boy's lunch and thousands fed. (laughs) Oh, a cloud the size of a man's hand, my God. How many of you ever saw something in your spirit And here's something in your spirit that totally overrules everything you're seeing in the natural. If that's you, you're in the right house today. You're in the right place today. What I see with my natural eyes may be small, but what I see with my spirit eyes is huge. What I hear with my natural ears is silence. But Elijah said, what I hear with my spirit ears is the sound of abundance of rain. I want to know, is there anybody in this house besides me, that hears the sound of abundance in 2018. God will talk to you about greatness even while you're in weakness. That's the kind of God he is because he is the God who can make a lot out of a little. Tell your neighbor, God can make a lot out of a little. So here's the bottom line. Don't despise, don't disrespect, don't discount the days of small things. What seems insignificant and of no consequence can birth a whole lot. And I know a lot of people think, but Brother Scotty, what I have seems so small. I don't have much of this and I don't have much of that and I don't have much talent and I don't have blah, and on and on and on it can go and I I don't know what I could give and I don't know what I could do. Listen, you've got to shake that spirit off of you and realize that small things can make a huge difference. Is there anybody that believes small things can make a huge difference? And, you know, I consider myself to have been, you know, been around a while and done, done a lot of this and deal with spiritual battles and, and discouragement and all kinds of things and, and, you know, know how to handle it pretty good. But I'm going to tell you what, there are days when just a card in the mail can change everything. And I'll read it like I did yesterday at my desk over here. And I'll read it and I'll read it and I'll read it. I'll put it by my computer and I'll keep that one to read for when I get them other ones that I don't want to read too many times. (laughs) 
You know what I'm talking about. Man, I'm going to tell you, it can make such a difference. Now, turn over to Ezekiel 37 and hold your finger there. And I'm not going to be much longer, but I got to get this out. You say, I don't know what I've got. Well, I tell you what, one of the things that you've got that many people consider small are words. What are you seeing and what are you saying? Listen to Hebrews 11 and then we'll go to Ezekiel 30, uh, 37. But in Hebrews 11, uh, starting at verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Listen to this. Through faith we understand. Listen. Y'all listen now. Come on. Don't think because you've heard these verses so many times you understand them completely and fully. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed. The boundaries were set. Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't stop there. The boundaries were set by, by the word, by spoken word. Wow. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Now, let me, uh, somewhere here I printed this out. Let me read this to you in the Amplified. If y'all can pull that up, guys. Throwing you a curve here. This is, none of this is in my notes. But listen to this. And we'll get to my notes next week and the week after that. Amen, I'm breaking it up in thirds. Got to, oh, I better not say, I started to say you got to give the cows a bale of hay at a time, but you're not cows, okay? To, <laughs> say, I love you, Brother Scotty. You know what I'm saying. You know what? That's said with all affection. You guys are, the, you guys are awesome. But listen to Hebrews 11.3 in the Amplified. Listen to this. By faith, that is with an inherent trust and enduring confidence in the power, wisdom, and goodness of God. Ooh, I've got to say that again. By faith, that is with an inherent trust. Trust in the Lord and do good. With an inherent trust and enduring confidence in the power, wisdom, and goodness of God, we understand that the worlds, the universe, the ages, were framed and created. Formed, listen to this, formed, put in order. How many of you believe in, in 2018 for some things to be put in order? Boy, I am. The worlds were framed, put in order by words. Put in order and equipped for their intended purpose. Oh my God, are you hearing this? By the word of God. So that, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. I want you to say with me, I have a lot to offer. Ezekiel 37. I want to try to tie these together. Ezekiel 37 verse 1. In the King James, New King James. The hand of the Lord came upon me. He brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and he set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. Then he caused me 
uh, to pass by them all around. And behold, there were very, very many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered and I said, oh God, you know. Interesting. You've heard me say it before. I've got to say it again. Interesting. God wanted to know what he believed. What do you believe? Can these bones live? He said, you know. And he said to me, and boy, this is the thing. This morning, the prophetic theme was all over this place. And every word that was spoken and released. And he said to me, prophesy to these bones. And say... Say to them, old dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Verse five, thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Oh my. I release that in Jesus' name for 2018. People are gonna look at our lives and say, that surely is the Lord. That surely is the Lord. That surely is the Lord for you and your household and your family. Ah, and this ministry. You shall know that I am the Lord. Verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And suddenly a rattling. And the bones came together bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over. But there was no breath in them. Boy, this is the, this is the verse I want to I really emphasize today. Then he said to me, and I've never seen this before, but it just leapt in my spirit. Listen to this. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. The Ruach, the wind, the spirit. Prophesy to the spirit of God. What? Yes. He said, prophesy to the breath, to the spirit. Son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. Somebody say amen. amen. And here is what leapt in my spirit, and I'm about to wrap this up. The ruach, the breath, the wind of the spirit is waiting on an invitation from you and me to touch every part of our lives. And I am declaring in 2018, we will not shut out, cut off, or stop the move of the Spirit of God. We will, with our lips, prophesy and declare. Oh, I got to get off the stage for just a minute. Watch this. Breath of God, come in this place right now of my life. Come into this situation in my life. Oh, spirit of the living God. 
blow upon my finances. Blow upon my health. Be released into my family. Be released into those places. Oh, I prophesy to the breath of Almighty God that every hurt and every pain and every heartache and every situation that you have walked through, that as you begin to invite Him, He is going to invade it and it will never be the same again. Somebody say, yes, Lord. Oh, are you hearing this? The Ruach, the breath, the wind of the Holy Spirit is waiting on an invitation. Oh, my God. And here's what God began to stir in my heart. I'm going to wrap this up in five minutes. Words. Listen. Especially words. Let me, let me say this first. Be very cautious about speaking words out of anger, hurt, and frustration. Speak words under the unction, anointing, and leadership of the Ruach, the breath of God, the wind of the Holy Spirit. Because words, listen to me, are an invitation to either darkness or light. How many of you want light, not darkness? And if you, if you need another verse to go with this, in Genesis chapter 1, and I am, boy, I am preaching things in about five minutes that could be preached for hours, but listen to this. In the beginning, Genesis 1-1, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form. The worlds were framed by the word of God. The world was without form and void. Watch this. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. How many of you need the light of God in your business? How many of you need the light of God in your family? How many of you need the light of God on your future? Say yes. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering and brooding over the face of the waters and then God, then God, come on, then God, I want you to say, I'm going to say, say it this way, I'm going to see and I'm going to say. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So let me close by this. Proverbs 15, 23. We know we realize this and, and so many people preach this from, from the perspective. And let me say it this way. We're aware of it, of what we speak over ourselves. A lot of us but we can really, really get out in left field and speak out of hurt, pain, anger, and frustration toward other people. I didn't think I was going to get many amens on that one. We're pondering it, aren't we? I know I am. We're thinking about it. Let me read you a scripture. We're talking about what we think are small things. But Proverbs fifteen twenty three, Guys, if you can pull that up. 
Proverbs 15, 23. A man has joy by the answer of his mouth. Now watch this last part. And a word spoken in due season. How good it is. What's that mean, a word in due season? Whatever season you're going through, a word that will sustain you and strengthen you and bring joy to you in, in that season is a due word. It's a word in due season. This past week, I wrote a little devotional that some of you read. And I want to I wanna close with it today because I feel like it was God birthed. You know, and, and of course, a lot of times I'm writing from perspective of things that you, I'm, I'm dealing with a lot of things necessarily you may not know about. But listen to this. Probably since November, since, since late October, early November, I have probably done at least maybe 10 funerals. And I'll do another one in the morning, tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon. And so that kind of helps you keep a good, healthy perspective on life. When you walk with people that are constantly going through all the things that life brings. And deal with that. And uh, let me just read this to you and how important it is. And we're talking about never ever despise the day of small things. Don't ever think that you don't have something to offer. And I pray that you're going to receive this today that I've spoken and that everything that's happened in this service as from the, the very throne room of God. Because I'm very aware that it is. But I call this, uh, I, I, I entitled this one, Be the Reason. And here we go, if we can bring that up. Life is God's gift to us. And how we live it is our gift to him. Let's make it epic. Now you see, remember now, remember what we're talking about today. Don't despise the days of small things. Epic is not necessarily something that we consider huge. It can begin with something very small. A cloud the size of a man's hand. A drink of water to him that is thirsty. Let's make it epic. Live it passionately, on purpose, intentionally, loving out loud, a difference maker and a world changer. There's an overwhelming amount of peace you receive when you choose to just simply love the people around you that need love the most. You never know what somebody's going through and how your love can impact them. Be caring, speak sincerely, and love always. When you think something good about somebody, tell them. Never rob someone of the blessings of an unspoken treasure. No one can smell the flowers on their own coffin. Give them their vo verbal bouquets now. Remember, life and death is in the power of your tongue. We apply that to ourselves, but a lot of times we forget to apply it to somebody else. We think what we have to offer is small, but it's not. It can be the difference in life and death. Not just physical life and death, but spiritual life and death. 
Just one word spoken at the right time can be the difference in life and death. It sounds so small, but it's so big. The smallest act of disobedience can destroy so much, but the smallest act of obedience can achieve so much. So this year, let's be the reason somebody smiles. I'll tell you what, let's practice. Bless you today, I love you. Now smile. Be the reason somebody smiles. Be the reason somebody feels loved. Be the reason somebody pursues a dream and doesn't give up. Be the reason someone believes there are still good people who care. I got to stop right there. You start noticing everything that's going on in the world, the way people treat you, especially during the holidays in traffic, the way they treat you in line at the stores. The, and if you, have, if you are somebody, bless your heart, that has to deal with the public and work out in the public all the time, you can get really sour and cynical. But I'm telling you what, God's hand is on you to be the person to help people realize and know, hey, there are people out there who are godly, who are full of love and can make a difference. Ooh, be the reason. Somebody help me. Be the reason somebody believes that there are still good people who care. Be the reason someone shares their heart. Because the more we value, the more we listen. The restraint, listen to this. The restraint of our own opinion at times is important. Listen, the restraint of our own opinion allows us to hear the heartbeat of the people we love. A lot of times we are so fixated on how we're going to respond and how we're going to win that argument, that love totally loses out. Y'all still love me this morning? Be the reason someone knows God loves them and wants to have a relationship with them. You have so much to give. It may seem small and insignificant to you, but God is able to take it and multiply it and birth great things from it. If you believe that and you receive it, would you say, Amen. Now here's how I want us, Amen, Britain. Go ahead and give God praise today. Here's how I want us to end today. We're going to stand. We've already had our, we've already had ministry and worship, but here's how I want us to end. And I believe this is, this is, is important. We're going to stand and we're going to worship over uh, uh, this, this word I'm about to give you. And that is this. I want us to ask, invite, and prophesy to the wind of the spirit, to the breath of God into every area and every part of our lives. That 2018 will be a year where everything in our lives is marked by the presence, the power, the freedom, and the move of the Spirit of God, the Ruach, the breath of God. And by standing and lifting our hands and worshiping, we are saying, Holy Spirit, come, invade, touch every place. Thank you, Father, for doing what only you can do. And I'm inviting you into every place of my life. Come, breath of God. 
Ruach. What was that song, Susan, that, that God gave? Breath of heaven, hold me together. God gave Susan that verse before we ever knew anything we were going to be dealing with in 2017. That song, breath of heaven, hold me together. Folks, we need the mark of the presence of God like never before. Are you ready to give him an open invitation? Do you see what he can do? Do you believe it? Let's stand and let's worship over it today and receive it. As Coach said, let's receive it. Receive it. Thanks again for listening to Life Church of Mobile's podcast. If you would like to find out more about our church, you can visit us at lifechurchmobile.com.